and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and this is the beginning of Season 11 of South Park. The first decade of South Park is in the books, and now it is the beginning of the second decade of South Park. And today, uh, the episode that I will be reviewing is one that kind of fits with everything that's been going on in society today. Uh, The episode that's going to be talking about here in a moment is with apologies to Jesse Jackson. Um, This, at the time, this episode aired, you know, we didn't... And I want to phrase this right. There were, or there are still, race issues to this day. But it was not as big back in 2007 than they are now. And I really think that this episode is a perfect use of seeing what is going on in today's society. But I'll get into much more of that a bit later on. So, Season 11 is about to begin here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Here we go with our Season 11 premiere with apologies to Jesse Jackson. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on March 7th, 2007. So we begin our episode on Wheel of Fortune. Yes, Wheel of Fortune. Somehow Randy has made it to the bonus round of Wheel of Fortune where he has a chance to win some very nice money. So the category that he is going to be working with is people who annoy you. And he is given R, T, S, L, and E. Now as a as someone who loves game shows, it's a minor issue, but I still got to point it out. The order is wrong and you're missing another letter. So, but maybe they didn't they didn't want to get sued. I don't know. So, Randy now picks three consonants and a vowel. He picks B, N, G, and O. And bingo was his name, oh. 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 Oh, and bingo was his name, oh. Sorry. So anyway, he gets a lot of help with those letters. And the board is almost completely filled, except for one letter. And everyone is in the crowd looking. And they're like, they have this look on their face of, no, he's not gonna really say it. And even Randy's like, um, are you sure you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Are you you sure? Yeah. And then he says the N-word. Which I'm going to say right now, right here, I am not going to use that word at all throughout this episode. Um, I don't feel comfortable saying it, and I would never say it. So, 
He says the N-word. The answer is actually naggers. So before we go on, I want to talk about Wheel of Fortune, the history of Wheel of Fortune. They've had four people host Wheel of Fortune. And Pat Sajak was not the original host. The original host um, was Chuck Woolery. Yes, that Chuck Woolery from Love Connection. Uh, he hosted from 1975 until Christmas Day, 1981. And then on December 28th, 1981, Pat Sajak was made host or was or made his debut as the host of Wheel of Fortune. This year will be 40 years since uh, Pat Sajak has been the main host of The Price is Right. Pat Sajak hosted the daytime series until January 9th, 1989 when he left to host a late night talk show for CBS. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that really went well. Rolf Benerski, a former place kicker in the National Football League, was chosen to be his replacement and hosted the daytime version for a little more than five months. His term as host came to an end when NBC canceled the daytime version of Wheel of Fortune on June 30th, 1989. However, the daytime version came back three weeks later on July 17th, 1989 when Bob Gowen became the host of the daytime version of Wheel of Fortune. Bob Gowen would go on to be a big part of the show Entertainment Tonight. The daytime version continued for a year and a half, then returned to NBC on January 14, 1991, and continued until its second and final cancellation on September 20th, 1991. Now, everyone knows Vanna White as the famous letter-turner, but she was not the original. The original was Susan Stafford, who served in that role until... 19 October of 1982. She was only absent for two extended period or periods once in 1977 after she fractured two vertebrae and in her back and once in 1979 after an automobile accident. They had uh, replacement uh, letter turners which included Summer Bartholomew who later would be on sale of the century. Uh, Cynthia Washington, and comedian Artie Johnson. So, Vanna and Pat Sajak have basically been together since 1982. Pat Sajak will be celebrating his 40th year as the host of Wheel of Fortune this coming December, and Vanna White is only a year and some change away from her 40th, uh, 40th year as the letter-turner. On Wheel of Fortune. So back to the episode. Randy's family cannot believe that he actually said the N-word. And he's like, ah, you know, it's going to be okay. So 
Stan goes to school the next day, and the gang is with him, and they're like, you know, I'm sure it's going to be alright, but you better make sure it's okay with Token. Token being the only black kid in school. So, Stan tries to talk to Token. Token isn't really having it. And Stan is like, my dad's not racist. He's just stupid. And Cartman tries to start a race war. He's like, race war! Race war! Race war! There's gonna be a race war! And Token is just like, I'm not even gonna deal with it. And according to Cartman, Stan wins. So, white people win again. (sighs) So Jesse Jack, or uh, pardon me, uh, Randy now talks to someone and he is willing to apologize for what he said on national television. Well, he's talking to Jesse Jackson. And Jesse's like, if you apologize, are you going to really study the history, our, our history, you know, listen to our music, read our stories, read, you know, watch our movies? And Randy's like, yes, I will absolutely do that whatsoever so jesse jackson accepts the apology in his own way because jesse jackson takes his pants down and has randy kiss his ass literally with a picture being taken and it even makes the front page of the newspaper so now stan is like token okay we're cool my dad apologized to Jesse Jackson. We're all cool. And Tolkien's like, no, we're not. We're not cool at all. Look, Jesse Jackson is not the emperor of black people. To which Stan replies, he told my dad he was. So now we have an assembly at the school. And this is about, you know, watching what you say, being, you know, not to say offensive words. So this person comes, his name is Dr. David Nelson, and Dr. David Nelson is a little person, or he has dwarfism, that is the, tech, that is the, the, uh, it's not a disease, but it's, and it's not a disability, it's just how they are, that's what it's called, is dwarfism. So, Cartman sees Dr. Nelson, and Cartman loses his ever-loving mind. He laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs and continues to do so for well over a minute. And, you know, Mr. Mackey tries to stop him and Dr. Nelson's like, no, let him, let him laugh. Let, let him laugh. He'll, he'll wear out. So, now, Randy is out of out in the town and he goes into a nightclub and there's a black comedian that's performing. So the black comedian, you know, he's talking for a little bit and he notices Randy. And he refers to him as the N-word guy. And everyone is laughing and they're like, hey, there's the N-word guy. So then, you know, everywhere Randy goes, he's like, N-word guy! N-word guy! n-word guy and finally randy goes into like a makeshift 7-eleven like a poor man 7-eleven and the cashier is like what are you doing in here we don't let your kind in 
We don't let N-word guys come into our store. You get out. So Randy gets kicked out. So now we go back to the school. Dr. Nelson is talking to Principal Victoria and Mr. Mackey. And he starts talking about how he thinks he can get Cartman to see sort of the error of his ways and be okay, you know, by accepting his, you know, his appearance. And he keeps saying this phrase, like, the, the rest of the show is like, words are like bullets. They go past me. They may graze me, but they go past me. So Cartman comes in, and he starts laughing again, and it gets to the point where Dr. Nelson gets really mad, and he, like, curses out Cartman, which shocks Principal Victoria and Mr. Mackey. So, now, Stan tries to talk to Token again, try to be like, I understand where you're coming from. And Token's like, no, you don't. You do not understand where I'm coming from at all. And it's another back and forth argument. Dr. Nelson comes out and he's like, kids, can you all please come to the gym? So he has come up with a plan where he's going to embarrass Cartman by having all the kids call him fatso. And this is going to teach Cartman not to pick on people, you know, that look different. So Cartman comes into the gym. They all call him Fatso. And then Dr. Nelson comes over and Cartman continues to laugh more. Meanwhile, uh, Randy goes into a coffee shop and it's poetry night. And he... You know, does a poem about him being called the N-word guy. And then, a little later on, he announces that he's open, or he started, excuse me, a scholarship foundation for African-American students, which is a little bit messed up. So, after Randy does this, he's leaving... And a bunch of rednecks come over. And they're like, Hey, we don't take kindly to your type. People who make fun of other people's races. So Randy gets chased. And these rednecks are about to shoot him. When all of a sudden, It's Michael Richards from Seinfeld and UHF. And Mark Furman from the O.J. Simpson trial. And they chase the rednecks away, and they leave, and they go into, like, this little abandoned, like, cabin, and they try to tell Randy, look, you're one of us. And there's this really great point where Michael Richards is like, look, I know what I said, and I'm not even that funny, but I said it. So, let's talk about... The Michael Richards incident. Or even before we get into that, let's talk about Michael Richards. Michael Richards began acting in 1979. And before he made it on to a little show called Seinfeld, he was a cast member on ABC's Fridays. Which, 
was their equivalent to Saturday Night Live. Well, back then it wasn't called Saturday Night Live. It was just NBC's Saturday Night. Michael Richards was a member of that show and famously had an incident with Andy Kaufman where Kaufman refused to deliver his scripted lines which led to Michael Richards bringing the cue cards out to Kaufman causing him to throw his drink at the Richards face before a small riot ensued. Richards later claimed he was in on the joke. Uh, like I said, Michael Richards was in the 1989 comedy film UHF, which starred Weird Al Yankovic, where he played janitor Stanley Spadowski. He also had a guest appearance on an episode of Miami Vice, opposite former basketball player Bill Russell. But his big in 1989 with the hit TV show Seinfeld, where he was cast as Cosmo Kramer, Jerry Seinfeld's next-door neighbor. Now, to the incident. During a performance at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood on November 17, 2006, Richards launched into a racist rant in response to reported heckling and interruptions from a small group of black audience members. Richards was recorded shouting several times that he is he's an N-word and making references to lynching in the Jim Crow era. Well, uh, this was filmed. This is like the early instances of YouTube. Three days after the incident, Richards made a public apology when he spoke via satellite on The Late Show with David Letterman, saying, quote, For me to be at a comedy club and to flip out and say this crap, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this, unquote. Many studio audience members laughed at, as Richards began his unscripted explanation and apology, leading get show guest Jerry Seinfeld to reprimand them, saying, Stop laughing, it's not funny. Richards said he had been trying to defuse heckling by being even more outrageous, but it had backfired. Uh, yeah, I think it did. He later called civil rights leaders Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson to apologize. He also appeared as a guest on Jackson's syndicated radio show. Doss stated that he did not accept Richard's apology, saying if he wanted to apologize, he could have contacted one of us out of the group. But he didn't. He apologized on camera just because the tape got out. And really, since then, uh, Michael Richards has only done three movies... 2007 B-movie, Walk the Light, and Faith, Hope, and Love. Meanwhile, with television, he played himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm for three episodes, was on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and appeared on 12 episodes of Kirstie from 2013 to 2014. Now, Mark Furman testified in the O.J. Simpson case. And he used the N-word on recordings, and that pretty much turned... You could you can make the argument, it turned the case in favor of O.J. Simpson. So, now, Token and Stan are arguing with each other 
again, where Stan is trying to be like, look, I've apologized. I've done everything. What is it going to take? Token's like, you just do not get this. So then Butters comes running and tells them that Dr. Nelson and Carmen are about to have a fight. So they gather around. Dr. Nelson has his shirt off. Cartman takes his jacket off. As we get down with the sickness by Disturbed playing as Cartman fights Dr. Nelson. While that is going on, Randy is sitting in front of the Senate and says that the term N-word guy should be banned. And after discussing it, they all decide, with the exception of one person, being African-American, to ban the term N-word guy. And the Senate, in a press conference, says, you may only use the N-word and guy within seven words of each other, and if you don't, you'll be prosecuted and fined. The black people looking across the street are very confused, and so am I. Meanwhile, Cartman is beating up on Dr. Nelson. It looks like Cartman is about to win the fight. And when Cartman lets up, Dr. Nelson kicks Cartman to the ground. So Dr. Nelson thinks he has proved his point. Meanwhile, Cartman continues to laugh because Cartman has not learned at all. And Kyle and Stan are there and they're like, I don't get what happened. I don't get it either. And then Stan gets it. He goes to Token. And he's like, Token, I get it. I don't get it. And Token's like, now you got it. And that is the end of With Apologies to Jesse Jackson. And I think that is what a lot of us who are not black, are not brown, are not any other color, should be, should say, is we don't get it. We don't know what it's like to be you. We'll never know what it's like to be you. And if more people got that and said it might not be a bad place this world might not be such a bad place now surprisingly on the South Park website they do not tell us how the episode was made or what you know where the idea this episode came from which I think is a first so we're gonna go to production notes and then we're gonna go to reception from this episode. With apologies to Jesse Jackson was the season premiere of South Park's 11, 11th season and the first episode of the show's Spring Run. Parker and Stone had wanted to create an episode centered on the N-word for a considerable time. The first scene in which Randy uses the word on Wheel of Fortune was the first idea for the episode and remained the only idea for a while. Parker called the scene one of my favorite things we've ever done. 
Shortly beforehand, Michael Richards encountered massive controversy due to a performance at the Laugh Factory in November 2006 in which he screamed the N-word repeatedly at a group of African Americans who heckled him. Parker and Stone decided it would be best, considering the media coverage of the incident, to work on the episode then. In the DVD commentary of this episode, they noted that it was clear from the video of Richards that he had significant problems, but that they really felt contempt for him when he apologized to Jesse Jackson. Staff writer Vernon Chapman, who was half black, was particularly outraged by this, noting that Jackson is not the ambassador of black people which inspired the line in the episode where Token says that Jackson is not the emperor of the black people, or of black people. Stan responds by saying, he told my daddy was. Stone particularly enjoyed the ending of the episode, remarking, if there was a word as hateful as the N-word in how it applies to black people, if there was a word like that against white people, they would make it illegal. They created the idea of using the epithet to apply to whites only, which was when the rest of the episode began to germinate or germinate. While they felt that while they felt the Randy A story was excellent, they wanted to have a B story involving the boys. They came up with the idea of Stan and Token arguing about his father's use of the word, which remained the only subplot idea. They continued to struggle with the subplot until roughly three days prior to air when they created the idea of Cartman encountering a little person. They based the little person on an obscure old commercial featuring little people walking around in suits. The episode received coverage by CNN programs Showbiz Tonight and Paula Zahn Now in the days following the broadcast of this episode. Kovan and Jill Flowers, who co-founded the organization Abolish the N-Word, which is linked with the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or NAACP, praised this episode, saying it was a good example of how it felt to be called the N-Word. Quote, This show, in its own comedic way, is helping people to educate the power of this word and how it can feel to have hate language directed at you. The founder of the Parent Television Council, L. Brent Boswell, claimed that there was a lack of protest against this episode compared to radio host Don Imus's comments about the Rutgers University women's basketball team, even challenging Flowers' comments that the episode's use of the N-word was not intended to be racist, but in fact the theme of the episode was to argue against those who support civility. The PTC named this episode, along with the episode of the Sarah Silverman project or program that aired right after this episode, the worst cable content of the week in its campaigning for cable choice. The episode received about 2.8 million viewers, so it really must not have been the worst content that week. Travis Fickett of IGN gave this a 10 out of 10 from IGN, commenting, there's really no other way to explain how this show remains not only brilliantly funny, but more relevant and insightful than anything else on television. In 2009, Sean O'Neill of the AV Club praised the episode, remarking, 
I've always said that I believe South Park is some of the best satire on TV when it's firing on all cylinders, and to that end, I've seen it do ironic racism in a way that's borderline revolutionary in this episode. And I will say that this episode is a perfect watch in today's world. If you haven't seen it in a long time, or if you've never seen this episode, go check it out, and you'll see why I think this episode really fits in today's world. Time for IMDb. Almost 3,000 people rated this episode, and the average rating of this episode is an 8.8 out of 10. This is a really good episode. This is a really good way to start off Season 11. Um, I think what helps here is the fact that they're taking a word that is so bad, so terrible, and are using it in a story that makes this a good episode. So I'm going to give this a very strong 8 out of 10. That's going to be the grade I give it this week. Uh, 1,100 people gave this episode a 10. 863 people gave it a 9. 542 people gave it an 8. That'll be the grade I give it. 65 people gave this a 1. Of males, over 2,100 males rated this episode. Uh, the average rating is an 8.8. The highest demographic, 18 to 29, giving it a 9. Meanwhile, with females, the average rating for females is an 8.6. Its highest demographic, you got it, 45 and over. Average rating, a 9.1. Well, uh, let's read some of the reviews here, and let's start off, well, actually, we got some that came out the day after, or a couple days after, so let's start with those. Uh, King M. Freak wrote a very long review, so, uh, yeah, I'll read it, because this was the day after the episode aired. Many believe South Park has lost its steam. Now remember, this this review was written in 2007. Many people, or many believe South Park has lost its steam and is finally winding off the path of greatness and down a very rocky road. It's true that after 10 years, it is starting to get pretty difficult for Matt and Trey to keep the episodes fresh and funny. I believe they hit their peak with Season 8, which provides some of the greatest episodes and is the greatest season. South Park has always been known for providing its viewers with great political satire, often taking our stances and shaking up our beliefs on an issue. The latest episode, with apologies to Jesse Jackson, contained so much hypocrisies it could be claimed as one of the most ironic episodes of the show's history. The episode starts off with Randy on Wheel of Fortune about to win it big, solving the last puzzle. In the biggest laugh of the show, he gets his choices in the category of the people that annoy you, Randy utters the N-word while the correct answer is naggers. This, of course, starts a whole media storm, while Randy is called the N-word guy. Meanwhile, Stan and Token suffer differences over this event, and a short person, Dr. Nelson, tries to talk to the school about racist comments. Much to his disdain, Cartman finds him hilarious. And so the show continues with Randy being persecuted and Cartman fighting the midget. 
the episode starts out strong, but then starts winding down a long road of mixed messages. Randy meets Michael Richards and some other guys who muttered the N-word, and together they get the term N-word guy banned by Congress. Meanwhile, Stan realizes he doesn't understand Token, because he never will, and Cartman defeats the midget. Okay, Cartman defeating the midget, that's a little bit debatable. With an episode like this, it's hard to know where Parker and Stone stand and what we are supposed to think. They come to three conclusions that defy each other and together make no sense. Usually, we are given their perspective in the end, but not this time. This could be another way for them to reinvent the show by now not reaching one conclusion, but several. Overall, it probably wasn't as strong a start as, say, Good Times with Weapons, Cancelled, and even The Return of Chef. Granted, it was much better than Mr. Garrison's fancy new vagina. I highly anticipate what Parker and Stone will do next with the show. Just one request. Make a good episode that doesn't spoof our culture. Usually, when they stray from satire, they enter a whole world of trouble. Garrison's vagina and Erection Day especially. Good Times with Weapons, Willing Critter, Critter Christmas, and Scott Turnerman Must Die are terrific episodes that don't really question our culture. Let's have another one of those, please. Alright, I'm going to read uh, one more review from The weekend, or basically within a few days of when this aired. This is from Marion underscore Stellica, who wrote, Well, I love the episode. Excuse me. I may not be from the U.S., but I know you can't say the N-word, because we don't want to be racist. Now, do we? No, we don't. The other part with Little People was also effing hysterical, with Cartman laughing his ass off to that point-proving small dude. I guess his steam was endless, right? Just crazy, man, how he kept laughing. His words were bullets that couldn't be dodged. I think, excuse me, I think that Matt and Trey deserve some kind of recognition for being such creative, funny bastards. They always crack me up with the South Park series and with their movies as well. I wish them plenty of health and happiness so that they can make ten more series. Oh, so you're the reason why we're in season 23. <laughs> no, just kidding. Alright, I'm going to read one more, and I actually like this the title of this review. It is from CWF97, and CWF97 titled this review, The Blazing Saddles of South Park. Sure, the N-word is quite controversial, especially when used by black people, but the episode from South Park is a perfect satire while helping us learn that word is quite controversial. It all began when Randy Marsh thought that the answer for people who annoy you is the N-word, when it turns out to be naggers. Randy Marsh's family became upset he said that word in front of television. However, the word's impact was quite harsh and helped him meet people who said that word, including Michael Richards. The episode is a very important South Park episode. Okay, I want to get to the, the title of the review. The Blazing Saddles of South Park. If you've never seen Blazing Saddles, first off, shame on you. Secondly, it is one of the funniest movies ever made. And 
they use the N-word a lot in that episode, or in that movie. But they don't use it... Well, part of why it's so funny is because Richard Pryor helped write the movie. So, you know, he could fit that in there, and it would really work. So I could see why he called it that, but I wouldn't call this the Blazing Saddles of South Park. That's just me. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can get together with other fans of the show and talk about past and current South Park. And follow us on Twitter at SharksPond97. Next time around, going to be going, well, another situation with Cartman, but I think here he is the main focus of this, because it is Cartman Sucks. That is the next episode here on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And you've been listening to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Talk to you guys later.